Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Red Your Public Library's official podcast, part of the story. I am one of your hosts, Sage Black. And I'm Claire Brown. And today... We are doing podcasts. Yes. We're doing a podcast. We're talking about podcasts. <laughs> exactly. Very meta. We assumed that because you listen to this podcast, you listen to podcasts. Maybe. Because I don't think you probably started with ours. <laughs> I mean, as much as I'd oh, love to I would love that. if one person was just like, you know, I only listen to yours. <laughs> I would love that too. I just don't think it's super realistic. No, I know. But one can can dream. One can wish. So I think everyone, if you're a podcast listener, Mm -hmm. I think you can sort of remember a time when you started to listen to podcasts. Yes. And like podcasts are basically talk radio on demand. I love it. Yeah. Especially, you know, um, like a lot of the podcasts I started listening to, it's because I knew of the people beforehand. So yes. I was like, oh, I like listening to you in, like, let's say, a YouTube video. Yeah. I want to listen to you talk for, like, an hour and a half. And I That's think that I it from. really lends itself to that very well. And yes. there are some, like, TikTok personalities and, like, YouTube personalities mm-hmm. that have really parlayed their fame, if you will, oh, into and, and now that's, like, their podcast. thing, you know? Yeah. Now, they're, they're, now they're mainly a podcaster. Exactly. And they maybe make a TikTok or two. Yeah. You know? So. To promote their podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What else? So when did you start listening to podcasts? Um, I think I definitely started, when I can remember, is I started as a page at the library when I was 15. So as a page, I just had to put the books away. I didn't have to talk to anybody, um, like real conversations. Yeah. I didn't have to help people. And we were allowed to have like headphones in. So yeah. I needed something to listen to because like my playlist of however many songs was not enough. <laughs> I needed something a bit more, you know. Substantial. Substantial. Something fresh exactly. every time. Yeah. You know. So Makes sense. What about you? When did you start um, listening? I think like the first podcast that I really super got into and listened to was Serial. That true crime okay. podcast, uh, the first season, which uh, chronicled um, Adnan Syed, who oh. recently, his trial was overturned. So, Oh, really? Yeah, the podcast came out, I think, in like 2015, 2016, and he had been convicted around 2000 or something oh. for the murder of his girlfriend or former girlfriend. And so that was like a huge thing. Everyone on the internet was talking about it. So then <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll listen to it too. I need to learn more. But yeah, basically. But then... Like, I didn't really have occasion or opportunity. Like, if Mm -hmm. I was listening to something, it was music, right? Well, exactly, because you didn't know. Exactly. And now, like, I listen to music in the car and and, and at the gym, and that's about it. Like, if I'm at home, there's a podcast Yeah, it's your intellectual company. I cannot be left alone with my own thoughts. (laughs) I always have to have, like, some sort of audio. But I think that that super started for me, like, during COVID. COVID. Because we were, like, working at home and... (laughs) Nothing to do. Yeah, you just have your thoughts and your computer in front of you, and... I needed something else, like, tickling my brain. Yeah. And if you live alone or spend a lot of time yeah. alone, then it gets lonely. It does. <laughs> a little bit, perhaps. So, and I, Yeah, I love it so much. So we thought that we would give you a list of some of our favorites. So Absolutely. all of these are available, you know, on your different podcast listening platforms. Absolutely. What platform do you use, typically? I think primarily I use Apple Podcasts. Yes. But I like the searchability of Spotify Podcasts. I think you can get a little bit more specific when you're like really? looking for something. Yeah. I think I've only ever looked for one one time on Spotify because same like Apple is my main yeah my main source of of the pods <laughs> one may say. Well, and I think it's it might have been the one that's been around the longest to you it, on its on its level. Apple. Yeah, probably because like Spotify is somewhat newer. I, I feel like. Guess. Yeah. yeah, newer. I'd say newer for podcasts for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, but they, were they a music platform. isn't it like Joe Rogan? Isn't he exclusive to Spotify? He is. He's so not like, on our list. No, I, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> but just like he, he only posts on there. Yeah. And so I can't imagine the amount of money they have to 
to just give him entice him yeah to be like stay here you know which is an interesting thing too because podcasts basically are free i mean there are some different ones on like luminary that you can subscribe to yeah if you're like super into it but they have ads for example Mm -hmm. and i don't really care about ads they're usually like fairly skippable or if not it's your people doing the ad anyway so so you like don't mind listening regardless yeah and then it's also like well listen to your ad because you're giving me this for free (laughs) i love if some they kind of have like a little like music and you're like oh i know like skip 30 seconds (laughs) there's still the music okay skip a bit more yeah so that's nice um, so we thought we would just like count down a list of things that we have either enjoyed previously or mm-hmm. are currently enjoying. Yes. Because I have one on my list that I don't know. It's a very niche. Okay. <laughs> and it's very like, I think it's only eight episodes or something. Oh. And so it's one and done basically. It's not one that I'm like constantly listening right. to. Well, that's the thing. Cause there's, there's some that I listen to like more than others yeah and then somewhere it's like if i have nothing else maybe i'll I'll (laughs) take a listen (laughs) that's totally fair so we're gonna save like our most favorite one for the end yeah but everything else is a little bit just things we listen to absolutely and i will say claire did say that this should be a list of five (laughs) i however i won't say that i'm (laughs) a podcast purist because but there's like three main ones that i've been listening to recently and, and one of them just releases so much content that they're it's mainly all I watch. You. Yeah. Like, and, and they're like three hours long. Oh, so, so it's, like in, you're it's in long. It. So I yeah. get home from work, I turn it on, and I watch it until I go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> uh, essentially, because the one they release is also like video oh, as okay. well. But then they also release it on the podcast. So sometimes I'll start watching, have to go to work, get to work. <laughs> if I'm doing something, just go to where I left off, yeah. and then I keep listening. So. Which is kind of good. It's nice. How do you feel about the video podcast YouTube situation? Fan? Not a fan. I'm a fan. I am too, depending on the people. Yes. I get why some people don't do it. Like, it doesn't make sense for some podcasts, I think. But I do, I think that this was popularized by Joe Rogan. Probably. Though it does pain me. <laughs> but I just think that these content creators, I like that they have more than one revenue stream. Yes. Because, like, podcasts as a podcast themselves, it's probably hard to discover. And I think it's maybe a little bit easier for the YouTube algorithm to pick you up. A little bit. Because you could, like, break big and have a viral something on YouTube. I think that's much harder on On a a podcast podcast platform. (laughs) It's like, guys, you have to listen to this episode. You'll never believe what happened. Exactly. So what would be your first thing that you're going to start with in terms of recommendation? Um, My first recommendation, and all of mine, I get what you say where you're saying, like, some of them are a little niche because I had previously either watched these people on YouTube or, like, knew of their other content. Yeah. They started a podcast. You were just, like, finding And now I'm a fan. So these people I already knew about, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before, Um, but they're a couple, but she started out as doing, like, nail art on YouTube. Oh, is it the Halo Taco Girl? back in the day. Yes, she has her own (laughs) nail polish brand now. She's Canadian. Um, so her YouTube name, like she still does content. She streams a lot now though. Mm. Um, but it was like simply Nailogical. So that was her like YouTube handle. Start out, yeah. So they, they did the simply pod logical. So oh. just a little play on the title. Um, but they're from Ontario. Um, they live in Ottawa and she is still working for the Canadian government. She has been this whole time as oh, a crime statistics analysis. Like, quit her job. No, no. So she's making podcaster. like mega money from YouTube and also like pretty good money from the government. 
Um, and as she like owns her own company too. So I can't imagine how busy she is. Yeah. Um, and so of course, like her partner, Ben, her name is Christine. His name is Ben, um, like helps with the business as well. Yeah. They're both, I really like listening to them talk because they're not like they're in their thirties. They're not quote unquote, like a typical YouTuber. Yeah. Um, they're living a real life too. Because they went to school, yeah. they did undergrad, like they're very well-educated people <laughs> and they talk about a lot of things and just have like a really good perspective is it just like conversational yeah they do conversations or sometimes they'll hit like trending topics or sometimes they even do um there's if you're familiar with reddit there's like a reddit a subreddit that's called like am i the a-hole where it's just people <laughs> who post like things this that have happened that to happened, them yeah. and they're like am i the one in the wrong or are they and then people online give their opinions of whether and they love to give yes opinions. they sure do so sometimes they'll just read those and, and it's always also just the give two their of them? opinions sometimes they have guests okay usually family oh, <laughs> whoever's cute, in town because they're also the types where like we don't go out much like especially during covid they yeah. were home all the time they have two cats um, so yeah, sometimes they'll have a guest, but it's mainly just them. And I really like their perspective, perspective on a lot of things. Do you feel so. like a little bit, I think with podcasts and maybe, maybe I'm the problem, but <laughs> I do feel like there's a bit of a, of that like parasocial relationship. Like when you start Absolutely. listening to a podcast, it feels a lot more intimate that you're just like in on a conversation yes. and they're like in the room with you. Yes. So like when you're talking <laughs> about these people that you like, or that you constantly go back and listen to, yeah, you know, like, you know that they have cats, and, like, you know that they weren't going out during COVID, yes. and this, that, and whatever, yeah. so it's, it's a weird, it is different really kind weird. of relationship. It is very weird. Um, so, yeah, so because, like, they talk a lot about, like, the schooling that they did as well, mm -hmm. um, she actually recently just started a scholarship at her university that she oh, went wow. to for people who are in, like, whatever type of program, yeah. but also have a creative, like, hobby or like stuff that so they like to do what she's outside doing. of school yeah. yeah so that's kind of the the concept of it which i thought was really cool i like that a lot because like, they they are the ones who they don't push school because they're like we understand that like schooling or like post-secondary isn't for everybody yeah but they're not the ones who'd be like oh just quit your job become a youtuber yeah. like yeah. you'll be fine <laughs> like, they're very much yeah. like and they've done like um like they every year they used to do um like paying people's tuitions like in canada they'd pick like oh, wow. five people who submitted and then paid their tuition for the year. So now they did the um, scholarship to kind of take that place. So it's a bit more like official. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like super people. But I like people. that like people like this clearly doing well, like mm -hmm. making success for themselves, etc. Absolutely. I feel like nobody stays in Canada when they hit they're like still internet in, fame. They're not moving. They like, <laughs> they like obviously Canada is a pretty good place. Yeah. Has its moments, as does every place. Yeah. Um, but they're like, we would never move to the States. They're like, absolutely not. We would never move to the States. Bless Canada pride. Yeah. So that's <laughs> nice. I, I like them a lot. They're both... I, I just find it interesting, like, listening to people who are a little bit older than myself, mm -hmm. perspectives they have. And also, I really enjoy that they're Canadian. Yeah. Because they talk about stuff, and I'm like, yes, I know this. And yeah. it's not something I have no clue about. Right? So... Well, and there are, like, little niche Canadian things, or, like, little sayings, or whatever, are. that are lost I think on different audiences in the same <laughs> way that like those things are lost on us if we're listening to like, sure. an Australian podcast or something like Arr. that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like uh okay yeah I have no idea so yeah exactly oh that's so, a good yeah. one so that's a fun one I like I them and that's one that like you could jump in at any time and like listen to one of their yeah. episodes and like sure you might like miss a, a few little inside jokes here and there but for the most part since they kind of talk about different topics in particular or like just like find things. a topic that you're interested in and start there pretty much yeah so that one i could recommend jumping in at any time 
I think more or less mine are also jump in at any time, except for this one, which is super, super niche. <laughs> what is but it? But I'm going to mention it because it was one of my favorite listens last year. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just an eight episode. It's called Halloween Unmasked. And okay. it's about the movie Halloween and the making of the movie Halloween from 1978. Of course, of course. Yeah, I know. Um, so it's an eight-part podcast series from apparently my favorite podcast network, which is the Ringer Network. Right, yeah. Um, you've heard me talk about it before. And so basically, it does like a deep dive into the whole franchise, and it talks about sort of how the movie started to get made, mm-hmm. um, what it meant to like horror movies, <laughs> what it meant for like other movies coming up, like right. Nightmare on Elm Street and you know Friday the Thirteenth and those kind the of classics. Movies. Exactly, and it was just it's a really good like oral history, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it, and it's just like. It's pretty quick, eight episodes. So I listened to it last um, October, you know, for Spooky Month or whatever. Of course, yes. And um, I just, I really enjoyed it. So if you're like a movie podcast person or if you're a horror movie person or you're like just a film person, like a historian, <laughs> like film person. Yeah. That likes like sort of back, back scenes. I really, really like that one. But it is super niche. But I just, I feel like I had to say it. Yeah. It is, <laughs> but it's October. It is. It's October. So, so for by the time they're listening to this, it'll be November. Oh, I'm sorry. So, but you know, ne- no, October next year, exactly, it's fine. You can just re-listen to it. You or know how like people the... watch the same like horror movies every October. Yeah, like it's spooky season. You have to watch a Halloween movie. Just well, and like Halloween ends is coming out for us. It's coming out in a couple of weeks oh. for you all listening to this podcast. It will have been out <laughs> for about a month. But if you watch it and you like it, you can go back and sort of listen to how that whole that is cool. Started. Then because then if you've already seen it, you can be like, oh. You know. I know all about it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've learned this already. It's my favorite of all things, exactly. Mm, that's a fun one. Very niche. It is super niche. But, it, but like, anyone could listen to that. Yes. Like, you know, because it's not like you're jumping in on a group of people who have no. known each other. And for... because it's so just, like, one and done. Topic. Eight. Like, you're, yeah. you're in it and then you're out. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's fun. I think Something so. Something different. <laughs> um, my next one. If we're moving on. Did I, I don't know if I finished my thought. I feel I'm having a moment where like, did I finish my thought? We were supposed to pick five. I have three. That's what I, <laughs> if I didn't say it earlier, that's what I'm saying now. Um, but my second one is, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, but I think I did mention it in our like little write up that we did in one of the past oh, yes. links yeah. where we did like kind of like a top like podcast that we like. Um, but this one's called Food Psych by Christy Harrison. Um, and she is a registered dietitian, nutritionist, like certified intuitive eating counselor, journalist. Like she does, she does it all. Um, but she started her podcast, um, like to help people who like, you know, have issues with like disordered eating, mm, okay. all of that type of stuff. Um, and just like help people have a healthier relationship with food. Um, so she does have two books. One is called The Anti-Diet. And then she has another one coming out in 2023. Um, but I just really like her. So like each episode, um, recently she's been doing a lot of like, uh, listener questions. So they're just quick, like 15 to 25 minute, like just quick little bites of a podcast where if someone has a specific question, she can deep, like go a little deeper into it. Instead of like a three minute answer and be like, and we're done. Right. Like at the end of an episode or something, like she does have, um, a lot of guests as well, which I like because everyone has a different opinion of things. And different specialties. Um, different specialties. Exactly. Um, but like some of the little ones are just like, they're just so nice. Like this one is titled, how much time should you spend thinking about food? Right. Hmm. A lot of people, if they've never experienced like disordered disordered eating, eating, anything like that, 
that's a very interesting title because yeah. it's like, how much should I be thinking about food? Is it too much? Is it too little? Um, well, for anyone, like, because everyone has a relationship with food, whether yes. it's a healthy relationship, a middle relationship, or a very unhealthy relationship. Mm-hmm. So to have these like baselines to be like, okay, I'm thinking about it at a, a healthy amount. I'm not thinking about it enough because like that's yeah. also bad when you forget to eat or well, you exactly. forget to exactly. do whatever. Or if you're thinking about it constantly, then it's another type yeah, of issue. There's a happy medium. It's also helpful too because like especially. If you have never experienced that type of thing, mm-hmm. if you're wanting to maybe learn if how someone in a your family is feeling or someone you care yeah. about, um, like my mom listened to it too, and she was just like, "Wow, like I never knew that this was like so much of a thing, and yeah. like people go through this every day, right?" So, which helps with like empathy, absolutely for other yeah. people's perspectives, right? Super nice. Um, and she's just, I love that she has like just like a really nice voice, oh. and the way she talks is really nice. But what I really like is. They don't censor like curse words. Okay. So if you're not a fan so of curse words, podcast. yes, not like they're cursing up a storm. Yeah. But if someone does, but what I do like is they will like bleep out if someone mentions like a certain number of calories or like a, a, a so number it of a trigger weight. Somebody in Absolutely. their audience. Okay. So which I find is really interesting and probably like very helpful too to a lot of a lot of people. It helps probably to be a safe space for people who are maybe currently experiencing disordered eating. Definitely, yeah. But she's she's written like articles for Refinery Twenty Nine, Food Network, um, like Epicurious, Buzzfeed. Nice. So like, yeah, she's pretty reputable. Um, and yeah, I like her guests. I like her topics. It's a it's a it's a, a nice weekly? place. Um, for the most part, um, when she was writing her book recently, like mm-hmm. finishing up that, she was re-releasing like older episodes. Oh, okay. Um, just so people, you know. If they had to listen to one, absolutely. So that was kind of nice because a lot of them, like I'm the type of person, if I start listening to a new podcast, I'm not going to go back. You're not going to the backlist. I'm not going back (laughs) because either it's like outdated or like not topical anymore. Yeah. Um, But with hers, it's kind of nice because then she'll re-release them, and if it's a, and they're probably re-released for a reason, like they're definitely by the creator instead of just you yeah, going she'd back be like, this is a good one i think people should see this again yeah um so if you missed something or if you weren't following her at the time then you're like oh that's something i want to listen to <laughs> then it's really nice so yeah i like, I like her a lot so my next one is dateline oh yes so it's basically uh dateline nbc episodes just like the episodes podcast? made into a podcast hmm. but recently so that's true crime um it's journalistic narrative yeah. type of thing. Recently, I've been thinking about true crime, though, and yeah. I've been struggling a little bit with true crime. So I, I understand that this will be like it's sort of nostalgic listening in some ways because like I can remember like Friday evenings. Yeah. With, like like Dateline and like 48 it. hours yeah. investigates and like all of that kind of stuff. And I like Dateline because it does interview from every aspect of the crime Mm -hmm. it's the perpetrator it's the victims it's the families Mm -hmm. of both it's perhaps local news people that were discovering it at the time right you know it it i think it tries to create a full picture or as much as it's not just very one-sided yeah in you know 44 minutes or however long (laughs) episode is right um but recently i have been struggling a little bit with true crime with Dahmer having recently come out to Netflix. Yes. Um, I did watch it. Mm-hmm. And I found it sort of icky in a way. <laughs> I don't know how to, else to explain it. It made me feel like I have really liked 
serial killer stories for a long time. Absolutely. And I think there is a strange, and I don't mean this in like a weird way, but I think there's a romanticism about like 70s era serial killers. Which is like, oh my God, why? Well, that, <laughs> you know I mean? and then you, you watch something like Dahmer, which is so well written and mm-hmm. produced and acted, and you wonder why it was made, though. Yeah. Or, like, why it was cast in a perf- in this type of way, why they told the story from this type of way. Mm-hmm. So I think that there are different ways to consume true crime, and I think I need to take a little bit of a break. That's fair. From it. I, I do think that some of the older Daylight episodes, and, like, I have listened to quite a few in the last, let's say, six months or so, mm-hmm. like, when I'm walking my dog. Um, but... I recently was listening to an episode after I had watched Dahmer, yeah. and I noticed the difference in <laughs> the way it the was na- told. Yeah, in the narratives being placed, and I realized that Dahmer is like quote unquote fictional, mm-hmm. but I mean it. It's really borrowing heavily from real news footage and and real courtroom footage. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think that there, I think there's a shift in the conversation about. The enjoyment of true crime as content? I feel it a little bit. Like, I have had heard a lot of people talk about how it's, like, <laughs> not ethical yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, and it's hard because, like, as someone who also enjoys, like, consuming, you know, like, true crime mm-hmm. and, like, hearing people's stories and stuff, you do wonder, like, where is the line? Yeah. And also some of it is just icky and like some people don't do a good job and people try to be as respectful if you can but I know a lot of people online are just like is there any way to be 100% respectful and yeah I'm starting to I'm starting to really struggle with it and I think for a long time and I think it is socially accessible acceptable I'm not judging anyone for like no I I mean we've been doing it for for years definitely and like I have for probably 20 years been enjoying enjoying you know what I mean um true crime content but I think because of the internet because of podcasts because of YouTube Mm -hmm. we're just so inundated by it yeah that it seems that people are forgetting that like this was a real person who like killed a lot of people and it's horrible so when you have the dramatized versions I think you can still um I think there's still maybe something to like documentaries or podcasts or whatever mm-hmm. that are presenting facts of cases without sort of trying to dramatize them and like exactly make it like consumable. Like watch the next episode. Like we're cutting off here, cliffhanger yeah. situation, right? <laughs> um, but I don't know. I've just I've been feeling some type of way, and That's I'd be fair. I'd be interested to know if our listeners wanted to reach out to us about how they feel about true crime if they're if they're ideas have changed about it as all and I've just been thinking about it more and more I'm a horror watcher from way back (laughs) and I've true crime sort of fed that in a different way too like I started reading things about Jack the Ripper when I was probably inappropriately (laughs) aged um but it's just interesting because you find these different niches like for me Dateline when I realized it was a podcast it was like that weird nostalgic feeling (laughs) of like being a 16 year old at your Oma's house, everyone's yeah. gone to bed, it's nine o'clock, you're watching it alone. <laughs> and date type lines of, come on. Yeah, basically, yeah. right? So to me, it's like a weird nostalgic comfort thing, but I don't know. I think it's a little bit... Maybe you're just like growing out of it a little bit. Yeah, I wonder. So yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if, if any of our listeners are, are growing out of it or taking a break from it. Because it's a lot. It is. <laughs> I haven't watched the new Dahmer one. I've heard like, I've heard both. 
I've heard it's really good in the fact that like the way they cast it it's and like the acting. Well made. Yeah. Really, I love Evan Peters. Yeah. Oh, the same. poor man is playing yeah. some horrible characters. <laughs> like I hope he's okay. Yeah. I want him to be just in a rom com. I know. Like how nice would that be? Just like a sweet little rom com. Um, but then there's people on the other side being like, do we really need another like rehashing all of the? And I trauma? and I don't think that we did. I don't think Jeffrey Dahmer brings anything interesting to the conversation other than what he did like what he did i'm not saying it's interesting but like it's not like he was just like but i think where Dahmer gets it wrong is mostly it does not center the victims it centers him Him. as some type of sympathetic character there is one episode that quite focuses on one of his victims yeah and you know what's going to happen to him so the whole episode you're you're like oh my god yeah you're waiting for that shoe to drop and you know it's going to be absolutely horrific and i don't I don't know, because because that's the thing when the um, when that Ted Bundy one came out yeah. with Zac Efron and everyone's like, oh, Ted Bundy's so handsome, <laughs> so yeah. weird. But like, at least his story, like, not that the Dahmer story isn't like, there's not a lot to know. Yeah. But Ted Bundy was like such a character in a way because he was so like charismatic and yeah. snuck out of jail like four different times. Like, how do you do that and defend yourself in court? So I yeah. think people were. It's just different, but it like they're they're two sides of the same coin. Exactly. And, and do like, we need any half of the coin? This is the thing. Like at what point is it exploitive? Have we already crossed that line? I don't know. Yeah. Like so I, I always prefer documentaries yeah. over like But at the same token, should documentaries be made? Well, at what thing. point do we need to know even more? And like how about, many? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like I don't. I didn't think I was gonna watch the Dahmer mm-hmm. one, and I was like, okay, well, I haven't really ever looked into his case or what yeah. happened. I Wikipedia'd him. That was enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You can get all you need on there. That's you, true. And you know, there's ways to consume it. I think if you are interested in knowing, but it's not nice. But I do find it interesting, like. Humans are weird because yeah. we like to know the horrible, gruesome stuff that happened. And, and we're like, oh, that would never happen to me. Well, and I'll just like do an adjacent um, recommendation to like mm-hmm. a Dateline true crime podcast. There's a podcast called You're Wrong About. Okay. And they look at different things that you might be wrong about in pop culture, in the news, whatever. Things that happened back in the day. And, and they're presenting you the real story and not the urban legend right. type of story that you get. <laughs> and... There's a podcast about, um, like, you're wrong about serial killers. Yeah. And basically, like, why were there so many serial killers, say, in the 70s? Why are we still obsessed with them? Have we always been obsessed with true crime? Like, yeah. I mean, as a, as a people, That's as a society. Yeah. And, um, like, they can trace murder and people being fascinated with it to, like, Jack the Ripper or yeah. to even earlier. So it is kind of, it was a very interesting listen. So it... That's it's sort like of what, kind of in our human nature. Yeah, to be, but it's got yeah. it's what got me thinking about consuming true crime content mm-hmm. in a real way, and then after watching Dahmer, I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Taking a break, maybe yeah. a maybe a short break, maybe a long break, maybe yeah. a forever break. And like I love Keith Morrison on Dateline; he's mm-hmm. my most favorite one. Um, so I might listen to his episodes now and again. Yeah, but. Because yeah. that's the thing. That's old. It's not like they're making... It's new, well, Do they still make new ones? Daylight? I think they do make new ones. Yeah. But but if you're just like re-listening to the old ones, it's like, well, it's like recycling. You know? <laughs> it's recycling. You're reusing, reducing. You're not having to like make people make new ones. That's true. <laughs> but yeah. So anyways, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. I kind of agree. 
I don't know. I'm not going to watch Dahmer. That's what I've decided. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's too far gone. People have already been talking about it. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be old news. Yeah. I think. I hope. Very old news at that point, yeah, because the internet moves at 5,000 miles per hour. It so. does. Good in some ways. Yeah. Bad in others. Exactly. Um, since Sage only has yes, three. Yes, go ahead. We'll go to another <laughs> one. My own. Um, so I just found this podcast recently because I've been interested this is like we're Canadian. I should be more interested in Canadian politics and Canadian laws and rulings and whatever. Yeah. But there's something I think because we're so inundated with American news and politics. Um, I'm very interested in the Supreme Court of the United States. It is fascinating. <laughs> it's very interesting how they have their like co-equal branches of government and mm-hmm. that the judicial arm has similar power to like Congress and the president, but they are appointees for life. That's what I think is so crazy. It's very strange. So like you get someone on there who's like, let's just say hypothetically crazy. (laughs) Um, They're on there for life. Yeah. Like, is there a way to get them off? Well, you can impeach them, but to have the level of evidence that you would would need, need so much, you would need a lot of evidence or you would need to demonstrate that they had done something like super illegal and they would have to have been convicted for it. I think you could pressure them into resigning maybe if you had a certain (laughs) level before impeachment, but I do find it very interesting. And so a podcast that I found recently because of some of their more controversial uh, opinions Mm -hmm. this year especially is called five four it's like the number five dash four um and it's a podcast this is their tagline okay um it's a podcast about how much the supreme court sucks yep it's a progressive and occasionally profane take on the ideological battles at the heart of the court's most important landmark cases and an irreverent tour of all the ways in which the law is shaped by politics interesting and i think i like it because it presents like a case and it talks about the merits or not Mm -hmm. and then it talks about why the decision maybe came to be or overturned or, or whatever it might be and it's hosted by three lawyers um one lawyer is from texas and Two others, I'm not exactly sure so where. So they kind of know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely <laughs> yeah. do. And they have had some interesting guests on. They had Elizabeth Warren, who oh. I do find to be quite interesting. And she's a lawyer herself. And um, I don't know. I think I think it's very interesting that any system, and we're sort of, we sort of have this and we sort of don't, mm-hmm. that the last, because like the president or Congress, the state, whomever, can propose a law yeah. And then they could be like, yep, we're writing this into the books and that's a thing. And then someone could be like, no, I want to say that that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And then they take it all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court, not elected, having their positions for life, can be like, yes or no. Or no. And then there's nowhere else to take it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're the final word on something. I don't like that. It's very strange. And like... In our legal system, our mm-hmm. Supreme Court also has a final say on particular things. But I don't, I find the Supreme Court in the United States to be very fascinating. And definitely for a long time. And I don't, I can't really explain why. Um, I'm a person who like loved West Wing back in the day. <laughs> like I've always really liked American politics because I think in some ways, like it's more straightforward like the electoral college and whatever notwithstanding yeah but like here because of our constitutional monarchy our parliamentary system etc it is 
like no one ever votes directly. I always hated that in social studies. I, I never understood. What was going on. <laughs> no one ever votes directly for the prime minister except for the people in their riding. Yes. No one ever vote. You know what I mean. So just the leader with the most votes gets to be prime minister. The leader with the most votes gets to be premier. Whatever yeah. it is, right? So I find it very interesting how their system is. I think no system is perfect mm-hmm. for democracy. But I do find the Supreme Court having the level of power, co-equal branch of government with other elected officials, it's not. is interesting. It's it's yeah. an interesting way of forming government. It's a little scary. And like the attitudes change, yeah. social norms change, um, what's acceptable versus what's not. Like when you think about you know a two hundred and fifty plus year <laughs> history is huge. Yeah. So I just, I find it very interesting. And I like that they talk to you, they talk to you like a lay person, but mm-hmm. also like you're not the least informed person in the room. That is nice. Because I yeah. need a little help. Well, yeah, because you need a little things. bit of background because it turns out I'm not a Supreme Court scholar. <gasps> really? I know. I know. It's disappointing. But there's just so much to know. There too. is. Like, and there's nuance, right? And mm-hmm. I think they get in a little bit to the nuance, but I also think that they really are not holding their tongues in terms Which I of what appreciate. they believe. Me too. Yeah. Even if I disagree with you, I'd rather you say what you mean and what you think mm-hmm. than prevaricating to win some sort of audience, right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. I, I've only been listening to it for maybe three, four months, something like that. There you go. But um, How about, do they do monthly or weekly? They do about weekly episodes. Yeah. I don't listen to every single one because some of it gets a little bit into the weeds for mm-hmm. U.S. politics for my liking. Like, I don't need to know that much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just the basics, please. But I do find it interesting. They're so well-informed. Yeah. Yeah. That so is anyways, nice. I do, I do find I it do, interesting. I am interested in politics because mm-hmm. there is a lot to know yeah. and there's just so much. But then if you want to know more, it's like, where do you start? That's the thing. You know, I think it's, it's super hard. easy either if you're Canadian, American, somewhere else uh, to get so overwhelmed by <sighs> know. everything that it's hard. Like even if you hear one speech and you're like, oh, you're I like you. <laughs> and then you get, you know, five weeks into the weeds and you're like oh, oh my word yeah, I, was like, wrong. I don't like you anymore yeah. <laughs> it's just it's so hard because yeah if you didn't start with them basically from like babyhood like which it's like who's doing that yeah people people do that well some people are super into politics which i wish yeah i wish i could be i maybe I not that much but yeah. like i want to know what i'm talking about i think it's good to stay well informed whatever your politics might be yeah. because I mean, even down to municipal politics, they shape your life. So I haven't found anything comparable. Like, I'd like to listen to something comparable. Canadian-wise? Either about politics or law. Mm -hmm. But that's not um, just, like, a historical perspective. (laughs) Not boring. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Something a bit more modern. Like, with what's happening, like, you know. But I don't want it to be antagonistic. That's going to sound really stupid. But I just, I want to just know stuff. I don't want to... I don't want to hear a fight, I guess. No, exactly. Just, like, tell me what happened. Yeah. Like, what's happening. Yeah. Like, who's doing what. Yeah. I don't need an opinion. You don't have to be biased. Yeah. But. Or if you are biased, say you're biased. Yeah, and and that's fine, too. I'll choose that or whatever. But I just, I don't want to hear two people of opposing viewpoints just yelling at each other in a podcast. No. No, I don't, I don't (laughs) like debates. Debates, like, I understand them. They're just so silly to me. (laughs) (laughs) There's, There's never a clear winner. No. Is the problem. No, especially in, like, political debates. Oh, yeah, because you look for confirmation bias. If your person did 
anything, you'd be like, oh, my person won. But the yeah. other side is saying the same. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. People, I don't know. Yeah, people watch that for fun. <laughs> Which is fine. If you do, I'm not saying anything about it. But if anyone has, like, Canadian yes, let us politic know. podcasts that is not yelling at each other, tell us. Yeah, because we, we need to learn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's probably an election coming up soon. Who knows? There are is always there? elections. Probably. <laughs> Good to know. I'll be prepared next time. Yeah. Um, so do you have one left then? I do. Um, do you have two? I have two, but I could cut it down. No, you go ahead. Okay. You made your list. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one is one that I listen to. I don't listen to it every week. I only listen to it if the guest is someone that, that you find I interesting. Think, yeah, might be interesting. So it's Smartless. Mm-hmm. With Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. You told me about that yes. one. I need to start listening to that one then. So the three of them post it, and what they do is one of them invites a guest, mm-hmm. and the other two are none the wiser. How fun. Yes. So then you're having like a proper conversation instead of like a prepared question and answer yeah. type of thing because they have something to promote or exactly. this or that or whatever. So um, it's interesting to who knows who or who has connections for who because some people that you think like how would they even be connected at all that's a good point you're like how do you know yeah like dolly parton yeah or something <laughs> or like something yeah just, they just will like show up um so my what got me thinking about this one for the list was i am now in love with ethan hawk he's not quite mm-hmm. at my keanu or nicholas mm-hmm. cage obsession but he's inching. but he's getting up there he's inching. okay um i find him so just generally mm-hmm. if you find ethan hawk on a podcast listen to it he is super present in the conversation he's very like generous with his time he never seems to be in a rush that he is nice. likes to talk about art and life and literature he seems like a very like well-rounded interesting type of person he's yeah. not one note yeah and so he was on the podcast last week and I was listening to it in the morning, walking my dog, and I'm walking in the dark, <laughs> just with my dog, and I'm just, like, smiling to myself, <laughs> because it was just, like, it was such an enjoyable conversation. Nice. And most of their conversations are like that. They're not, like, getting super deep into stuff. No. I mean, but... you're talking about three people who are known sort of for their comedic yeah. leanings. <laughs> um, but they've had some, like really good people on like so Ethan Hawke was one that I listened to just last week but they've had Dave Grawl on in the past Mm -hmm. whom I love they had Jeff Daniels who I love he was on Newsroom years ago and I super love and then this person who I don't really like that much I'm not exactly sure why I ended up listening to this particular episode but then I enjoyed it so much Sean Penn okay he was so you didn't like Sean Penn before that I was like indifferent about Sean Penn okay like Sean Penn was whatever like um, neither here nor there for Sean Penn That's I thought funny. he was sort of a one note person okay he seemed very dour and very <laughs> serious and, and now just, he's and so I notes. think yeah and I think I started listening to the podcast and I was like how is Sean Penn going to get along <laughs> with these three comedians yeah yeah and then you think well Sean Penn started as a comedian because he was in Fast Times at Richmond High right yeah that's true but it was just, it was very enjoyable. Sean Penn's a bit of a controversial figure. He's done some things in his past that we shouldn't, Oh, I see. you know. Oh, yeah. I have to look that up. Not great. <laughs> um, but whatever. Um, but he he was really good. But Ethan Hawke in particular, he's been on a few different podcasts that I've listened to now. Mm-hmm. He was on an episode of The Watch, um, which I would recommend. But if you just search, this is why I like the searchability of Spotify. Spotify. Because you can just search Ethan Hawke podcast and oh, like and then it will come up episodes with every... will come up with him. 
Um, that is nice. He was a really good guest, so I would I would definitely recommend that. Mm, that's but I a like fun that one. it's just a conversation, and I think it's just like buddies getting together, basically, with like the one extra friend that tagged along. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we. Like, you and I, when we were talking about this podcast, because now mm-hmm. we're four years into podcasting. Hello. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? Season four. Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. So, thank you to our long-term listeners, and hello to our <laughs> new big minted. Thank you so much. Um, but, like, when we started our podcast, and you can go back and listen to our earlier episodes please. if you must. <laughs> no, please don't. Um, we decided pretty early on that we wanted to be a conversational podcast. And yeah. I think there's place for scripted. I think there's place for interview style. I think there's place for conversational. Mm-hmm. I think for us... We have it was found easier. our little niche with yeah. conversational, but and I think that's why I like to listen to it too because you can hear. Um, I just I like hearing people. Yeah, like I don't really necessarily care what you're talking about. Like they're talking about movies or they're but talking just about being like this a normal person and not yeah. like a celebrity. Yeah, in a way, yeah. So I don't know. I just I like them because they seem like just normal dudes, and they'll just like mention oh my wife and I went here or I was at the coffee shop with my kids you're a normal person yeah <laughs> and it's just like and then but then they'll also mention oh when I was on Broadway you know such right and such it's like oh you're happened. not <laughs> but I just you're also famous they have excellent chemistry the three of them together you That's can tell nice. that they're really are friendly mm-hmm. and I think they did start their podcast during COVID oh so um, they were like we have nothing better to basically do. yeah so I really like them Jason Bateman you are a fan I know from Ozark yeah so I his love him. voice is just and he's so handsome like regardless <laughs> he's just see. so cute yeah. you can't see the yeah <laughs> but just know that it's real it's yeah real. it's him <laughs> yeah very nice so what's your number one my number one i've mentioned it before and it's my number one because i love them and i love the show that they do it's also because they release so much content yeah. so it's the h3 podcast oh yes um they do four episodes a week holy smokes a week Um, Because he started as a YouTuber, like him and his wife, like she was never in any of the videos when they first started. She was just filming him um, like way back in the day. And he kind of started out as doing, because back in the day, it was all of kind of like goofing on like the social justice warriors type people, like videos like that was kind of the content that was really popular. And then as he started to get really big, um, like he was getting a lot of comments and things like that of people who were more on like right wing because he lives in the states um Mm. like side of politics who were like agreeing with him and kind of egging him on and we're like yeah we love this guy and that's when he kind of realized like oh i'm not a part of your group (laughs) so he so he kind of like moved away from that they started a podcast they've been doing it for like quite a few years now they have a pretty big studio um so it's him and his wife so monday's episode it's just him, and then his wife pops in on the Friday. They do a Wednesday episode, and then Thursday they have... Um, I can't believe how many episodes. It's crazy. And each episode, they're not shorter than, like, two hours. Oh, wow. And I typically watch them, because a lot of the times they also do, like, little, like, kind of gags or, like, skits or just, like, funny different things. Yeah. Um, but on their Thursday episode, he has, again, like, it's a political podcast, because he has, like, ever since he made his like, you know, political views a bit more clear (laughs) to his followers. Um, He became friends with Hassan Piker, who I'm not sure if anyone listening is familiar, but he's like a left-wing political, like, commentary person on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Um, So he does a lot of Twitch streaming. Um, But he's, like, a democratic socialist, like, very vocal. And Ethan Klein, who is the host of the podcast, I don't know if I said that before. No, (laughs) Um, Ethan Klein and his wife, Hila, um, so Ethan and Hassan do the political episode, and it's called, like, The Leftovers. 
And so they just talk about like happenings in the US, if anything, you know, any like trending topics, because there's always like crazy stuff going on. With like some explainer stuff? Yes, with yeah. explainers. And then they do their opinions on it too. And it is like very, there is like a lot of laughs. Um, like recently they just talked about, I don't know if you saw that Lizzo played a really old flute yeah, the on stage. Flute. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, like, right-wing Twitter was not happy about that, no, as not. they always are not. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of a variety show, too. Like, the episodes that they do, they talk about trending topics. Like, since they started out as YouTubers, they are very, like, in the know of, like, happenings on YouTube or, like, drama, internet, Twitch, community internet stuff. culture type yeah. stuff. But then they also do a lot of um, just, like, general pop culture as well. Hmm. Um, if there's any, like, serious topics, like when there was the Uvalde shooting in Texas... Um, it was not a funny episode, that's yeah. for sure. Like, it was very serious, so... So using their platform to... Yeah, to just, like, talk about things that they find interesting, yeah. things that they find upsetting. Important. Um, yeah. yeah, and they also have a p- pretty big crew, and they're also very, like, um, involved in the show as well. Okay. So when you watch, like, they, they each all have their little cameras that they switch between if someone's talking, and they just do goofy stuff, like... If this is one that I would, it's not that I don't want people to go listen to. Yeah. It's just one of those ones that if you don't know like what they're talking about, <laughs> because they have so many inside jokes from yeah. like years ago. If you don't know what they're like talking about, you're not going to be interested because it's just so like niche to the people who like have watched them for a long time yeah. or who have watched them for long enough that you kind of get the gist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really fun and it's just so much content. So they make content for their audience basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Like recently... I don't know if people have seen it on TikTok, but there was like the one chip challenge going on where there was this like chip that was being sold from a brand and it was just a single tortilla chip in a plastic little pouch and it had like, I don't know, ghost pepper spice on it. So it was becoming a challenge on TikTok to eat it and see how long you can go without like taking a sip of anything. People ended up in the hospital for this like one chip challenge. So they did it on the show and like they each took turns eating a chip. Um, and it was hilarious and they do stuff like that. And one of their, um, crew members, he lives in Sweden. So he like video chats in, um, and so there's like surstroming from Sweden. So it's like fermented fish in a can, some sort of like herring. And so they ate that on the show. Very stinky apparently. So they just do like really silly stuff. Um, but it's all like kind of topical or like, you know, trending topics and that kind of thing too. But they're, they're a fun group. And they're, they're also, like, they do not hold back with their opinions on stuff, especially on, like, the Leftovers show, the political one. Yeah. Like, they're both very, like, you know, <laughs> they talk about the stuff, so. Which I, I like. Yeah. I like when people just As talk about said, the stuff. Yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> well, it's better to know people's opinions, and then, yeah. like, I... Because you, like, whatever politics your politics are, yeah. or your ideologies are, you don't necessarily want to support someone who is opposed to you. Absolutely, So yeah. if you make your views known yeah. then you're either finding an audience or you're losing an audience you're doing maybe a but little bit of fine. both but i'd rather <laughs> but it works you be yourself yeah basically well and that's the thing too it's like i have no issue and i also think it's a good thing to maybe like watch maybe somebody who is like the opposite of your politics yeah. To see what's going on in their realm, you yeah. know, and see what they're talking about and maybe... Where they're coming from. Not or... for them to, like, change your mind, yeah. but maybe just a bit of a perspective thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, so it is interesting. I know a lot of people who are, like, he... Because they have, like, their chat. Because they do it live as well, their show. They oh, do it okay. live for three hours, <laughs> four that times a week. crazy. Um, and so, like, people in the chat sometimes, like, 
say like, hey, I live in Texas. I'm Republican. I'm a white male. I still love the show. Yeah. Like I like you as people. And even though we don't necessarily necessarily agree on all of our politics, they're like, I'm not a super redneck <laughs> Republican. But yeah. I find it really interesting. That does yeah. sound interesting. But yeah, I don't know where I would even start with something like that. And like, I good say for it them, in the best, that kind of content. Holy smokes. It's crazy. And they do so much. And his wife, um, like she's always wanted to be like growing up like a designer and she yeah. has her own brand now. Oh. I love the brand um, of clothing. It's like very cool, super cool. And, and they have like a decent sized team for it now. So they're doing really well. And they started their YouTube career like years ago in a tiny, tiny New York apartment where they were just like working to get by, you know, so they have built like quite the life for themselves and their parents now. It's just so weird to see like the progression (laughs) of everything. I was like, you were making videos about like the craziest stuff back in the day and now you have two kids? Yeah. Like, whoa, good for you. (laughs) Good for you. There's growth. People grow. There is, which is nice. It's good to see. It's good. So my top one is like yours, one that I've mentioned multiple, multiple times. And it's the rewatchables. I love Mm -hmm. movies. I like... I like re-consuming things that I already have done. Yes. I reread, I rewatch, I do yes. all kinds of stuff. Um, so this is a film podcast from the Ringer Podcast Network, which is my favorite podcast network. It did my Halloween at Mass. It does the watch. <laughs> it does 60 it songs to explain the 90s. It does all my things. Um, so basically, the Rewatchables is primarily hosted by Bill Simmons, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's with other people. And then it's people from the ringer network on they all have their like own little shows but then they'll come and they'll do an episode together so they talk about movies that people like to rewatch, yeah. and they have different categories like is this you know apex mountain for this director <laughs> or for this star or like what's the most rewatchable scene what's the most like quotable part that's cool this, that, yeah. whatever so they sort of follow along in their category so like every episode is similarly planned in that way mm-hmm. but then every movie is a little bit different so whatever yeah this is definitely one that you can like jump around you could just like go in look at the entire backlist which yeah. is not on apple podcast so i think oh, they wow. only have like maybe 50 episodes on apple pa- on apple podcasts but their whole backlist is on spotify oh, okay do they take them off after a certain amount of time on yeah apple? they have a, an agreement with spotify so okay. like all of the new episodes are everywhere but then the backlist you gotta go to spotify um, so some of my favorites have been like The Devil Wears Prada, which mm-hmm. I have seen a million trillion times. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I've rewatched that maybe yeah. once or twice. The Fugitive I love with okay. Harrison Ford. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark also with Harrison Ford. Out of Sight, which is like the best like 1998 movie by far. <laughs> okay. Like it has Jennifer Lopez. It's directed by Steven Soderbergh. Okay. It has like George Clooney in one of like his first like I'm a movie star. What kind type of, mo- of roles. movie is this? Like a romance? Um it's a, it has like romantic elements. Okay. But it's more of like a crime caper, oh, I guess. Okay. So he's a thief and she's a federal agent. Cuz like um, anything Jennifer Lopez I feel it's always so romance, but I love it. I love but, JLo. Oh, I also love her, but this is a complete departure from a lot of her like hmm. it would definitely be like a pre cursor to like her more serious role in like Hustlers for example, okay. like where she's movie, like yeah. being like an actress and not just Jennifer Lopez. Yes. Like she's super likable <laughs> and I watch movies where she's just Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. But like she's being like an actress and out of sight. She's being an actress in, in Hustlers for That's example. That's kind of nice. So yeah. I loved that. They do like some horror like for The Conjuring which <laughs> made me actually watch The Conjuring. Because... Oh you hadn't seen it before No that? I'd never seen it because I just thought that it was like 
not good horror. I was like, oh, there's nothing when new there. When I saw there. it, was pretty scary. It was very good. <laughs> and then you listen to the podcast, and it makes you appreciate it even more. And then I ended up watching, like, all of everything in the Conjuring there's universe. There's three, but then there's all those offshoots. There's oh, The right. Nun yeah. and Annabelle and, like, all of those ones. So oh, I yeah, Annabelle's a creepy one. Yeah. And I just love how they talk about movies and movie making and movie stars. You can tell they love it. Yes. Yeah. And then it makes you... Like, you're either super hyped, because I only ever pick movies that I know, right? So then you're listening to it, and, like, there's been more than once where I've, like, been like, oh, no, you got to listen to something else. Go watch the movie, then come back. (laughs) And then you can, like, you can play along with them a little bit to be like, oh, I would have chosen this scene, or I would have said this is most rewatchable, or whatever. Or, like, yeah, it is Apex Mountain. I love that phrase, and I have stolen (laughs) it in my life for Apex Mountain. Like, are you at the top of your whatever you're at? Um, type of feeling and I just I love it do you ever watch them without having or listen to them without having seen the movie no but okay. if it's a movie that I know has like maybe been on my list mm-hmm. or like something like that then I'll be like oh I should watch whatever movie it kind of reminds you yeah yeah so but you can sort of jump in anywhere like there you just like scroll through and be like oh I like that movie I would definitely start with a movie that you like because yeah. they're, they're celebrating movies. They're because not if doing it's a movie movies. you don't like, yeah. then... They're not doing movies that they don't like. They're doing mad. movies that they've watched a million times and love yeah. and have loved for however long. They must watch a lot of movies. They do. Well, it's their job. Yeah. Basically, Sean Fennessy <laughs> is living my dream life of just, like, movie <sighs> watching and commenting and all of that. See... If I loved movies enough, maybe, but I, I don't. <laughs> no, it's definitely, again, another, like, niche kind of topic. Yes. Like, if you're just, like, a, I like to watch a movie one and done, it's See, not going to I like rewatching. I don't have anything against rewatching movies. Yeah. I just feel like I'm not a movie person. I'll go, I'll watch a movie. <laughs> What's the movie that you think that you've seen the most? Off the top of your head. No, this is Judgment Free. One of so. the Harry Potters, probably. Really? Yeah. Because, like, if I was sick, like, especially growing up, if I was, yeah. like, sick or, like, not feeling well or just, like, Put bored, in a Harry Potter. I would just put on a Harry Potter and, like, leave it in the background or, like, fall asleep watching it if I was <laughs> sick or something. Yeah. So probably one of the Harry Potters. <laughs> Interesting. And then as an adult, I haven't really watched two enough <laughs> movies. I did just recently watch Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Excellent film. It was great. Yeah. Very long. <laughs> I think I've talked about, I'm, like, two hours just like a little too like (laughs) anything more than that i don't know if i can justify it that was like just over the two hours yeah and i think we started it like early in the evening we had to wait till it got dark outside and then which was now it's like 7 30 i think i fell asleep maybe not fell asleep i closed my eyes i rested my eyes for like two minutes and then i woke woke up quote unquote (laughs) and uh in that movie Closing your eyes for five minutes is you like lose a lot. Losing, losing half the movie. Because yeah. I woke up and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, I don't know where we're at. Who is that? Like, what, what yeah. universe are we in? But what but great an excellent movie. film. Excellent movie. So that's one I've watched recently. You should, do they I, do like new movies? I want to rewatch. Yeah. So they have done a few newer movies mm-hmm. that um, they, they did like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood pretty quickly after. They did Top Gun Maverick pretty quickly okay. after. Um, so they have done some newer movies, but I think... But you have to have time to, like, rewatch that's them. That's the thing. Yeah. So it has to be something that holds up on a rewatch or multiple rewatches. Yeah. And movies that they feel a particular, like, closeness to or, or excitement for. Mm-hmm. And it's 
infectious, right? So, like, even if you're listening to one that you, like, kind of like, then you're, you get <laughs> into it, you're so like, oh, stoked. gosh, then you're like it, too, right? Yeah. Like, so they've done a whole bunch of movies from, like, different genres, from different time periods and whatever. And yeah, that's fun, though, because yeah. then there's a variety, so there's something for everybody. Exactly. So if, yeah. you're, if you're interested in movies at all. I at all. Yeah, <laughs> I would recommend Just a that. little bit. But, yeah, definitely start with something that you love because it's fun. Start with a movie that you love and know because then you can sort of play along yeah, on your own. Yeah, that is fun. One you have you rewatched. Have like a little time. Only. Yeah. Not only if you've watched it once. It's not allowed. Well. It's the rewatchables, Claire. You have to true, rewatch. It's true, but you might have only watched it once and then you start listening to the podcast and you'd be like. Maybe I should rewatch. I gotta rewatch. That's fair. Like, it's too exciting. I gotta be a part of it. They should have, like, some sort of commission. I know, because I listened to the Top Gun Maverick one, and I've only seen it once in theaters. Would you rewatch it? Oh, yeah. Top Gun Maverick was excellent. Fair. Fair (laughs) enough. So, like, I totally get it. (laughs) Very interesting. So, before we leave you, we're going to get into what we've been reading, watching, and listening to. Hopefully something that you'll enjoy as well. What have you been reading, Sage? I have been reading. So, I'm about to have... You've been reading a lot. Especially Looking at my you. Goodreads right now, yeah. let me tell you, I've read five books since the end of August. Which for you, like, for we were me, talking about listen, that before. Like, for me, that's the most I've read all year. Yeah. So, very good for me, thank you. Um, I'm about, I think I might have mentioned it last time, I'm still not quite done Project Hail Mary. I've just been okay. doing it by Andy Weir. I've just been doing it in little chunks, yeah. um, which I've been enjoying. Um, and then I'm also, I'm about 71%, 71%. done, um, according to Goodreads, The Hating <laughs> Game by Sally Thorne. Oh, yeah. So I had read the Spanish. You're like into rom-coms as of late. I don't know what's happened to me, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I've turned you to the dark side. A little bit. It's a fun side. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I had read The Spanish Love Deception mm-hmm. by Elena, what was her name? Um... Elena Armas. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed it. And then I was reading some of the reviews on Goodreads and someone had mentioned The Hating Game. So I was like, oh, I need something else to read. So I'll put that on hold. Yeah. And it's pretty cute. I'm almost done. It's um, like a workplace rom-com. Yeah, workplace rom-com. Um, nem- enemies to lovers. Yeah. That type of... The best kind. That type of trope. <laughs> um, but it's pretty cute. I'm, I'm at the place where they're lovers now. So we'll see what happens in the last 30%. <laughs> Um, but it's pretty cute. I've been enjoying it so far. I've been enjoying the little, the romances quite, like quite it. a bit. So there, I have my sci-fi <laughs> that I can take little chunks of. And then if I get a little too sci-fied out, I have my romance. It's interesting because I'm also going to highlight quickly a sci-fi called Dead Silence oh. um, by S.A. Barnes. And it reads like um, the first Alien movie mixed a little bit with Event Horizon mixed a little bit with Firefly Serenity. Okay. So it's sci-fi. It's it's a pretty quick read. I think it's like 300 pages or something. That's not too bad. And um, it's creepy in kind of the best type of ways. Space mm. always freaks me out anyways. But, I love space. Yeah. Oh, same. Um, so that was really good. You can get it at the library. And then this other one that I'm going to recommend, I don't think you can get it at our library yet, but I am hopeful. It's still fairly new. Um, it's called When Gracie Met the Grump by Mariana Zapata. And it's basically like a superhero romance, mm-hmm. except for the hero doesn't really want to be a hero <laughs> because he doesn't like people that much. And she has a backstory of her own. And they, it's like, it's a big one. It's like over 500 pages or just around 500 pages. Yeah. And it's sort of like a very 
old, like it's an enemies to lovers. It's like a strangers to enemies to friends <laughs> to, to, to lovers. lovers. Um, and it's just, it's so good. You and need that build up though. Yes. You get the tension really well. And I think some romances skew more to like spicier scenes because mm-hmm. they like people talking about them and whatever. And Maria, Mar- Mariana Zapata, she definitely has some like, you know, quote unquote spicier books and whatever. But this one really takes the time for you to really know the characters Mm -hmm. so that when the tension starts building between the two of them, you really, really (laughs) care about them. You're like pulling your hair out. It's like, just talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are, there's a moment, I think I was telling Sage about this last week, Mm -hmm. about when she holds his pinky. And we're talking about (laughs) like... It's like 400 pages in or something. Like, it's, yeah. you're very, very invested. And she's holding his pinky because she's scared. And for mm-hmm. the first time, he is allowing her fear. He's not being annoyed by it. Yeah. And it's... And she's touching the pinky. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. It's the It's pinky. happening. Yeah. And it's like, it's everything that you could ever want Aww. in a book. There's like one, like... Uh, moderately spicy scene towards mm-hmm. the end um, but like the build-up you know it's the build-up it's, it's, it's the banter yeah it's but it's also it's very dark it does like i would if you're reading it i think it's on kindle unlimited right now um there if you're a person who is triggered by any type of violence mm-hmm. um, particularly like violence against women um just be aware that the first third is quite descriptive in, mm-hmm. in some okay. violence um but it's 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 such a good book. I don't know the last time I heard Claire talk about a book like this. Yeah, like <laughs> it's I been a while. was in love with it, and it actually got me really out of a. I was in a bit of a slump, and like I'm a person who reads or has read hundreds of books mm-hmm. in a year before, and um, I haven't in like I I read a lot still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But By I no means is she not reading. No, but I haven't been reading at my level yeah. that I've previously read. And this one, I flew through it because it was just, it was everything I wanted and didn't even know that I wanted. <laughs> it was just That's excellent. how a book is good. Yeah. Couldn't even, couldn't even do more. What have you been watching? I have been watching Better Call Saul. Oh, really? Yes. Like, are you just, like, starting it? Just starting. Just started the second season. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Cause I watched, are you a Breaking Bad girly? I've watched Breaking Bad, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say I'm a Breaking Bad girly, but I watched it, and I really, really enjoyed it. Like, Breaking Bad is is a fantastic show. Um, but I didn't, I never rewatched. So watching Better Call Saul, sometimes there's, like, a character who comes on, street, on screen, and my boyfriend's just, like, looking at me, like, trying to wait for my reaction <laughs> to be like, are you going to recognize him? And I'll be like... <laughs> Are, am I supposed to know who he is? And he's like, yes. Like, he's this character from <laughs> this Breaking Bad. That's why I have you, boyfriend. Exactly. Like, just so tell me. Just give me a perfect. cliff's note. <laughs> but yeah, I've been really enjoying it so far. It's really cool to see. Because Better Call Saul is the prequel of yeah. Breaking Bad. So Saul Goodman, who's the lawyer in Breaking Bad, you kind of see, like, his backstory and how he got up to working. Really critically acclaimed as Yeah, well. so Both good. Because the sixth yeah. and final season just recently finished. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I should probably watch Get it. I had it. good things. Yeah. And the boy f- really wanted me to watch it. So I was like, <laughs> okay, we will. And it's always nice watching with him. Because if I don't understand... Not that I, like, don't understand television. But, but if, if you, there's like, something, something I'm missing. Yeah. Or if there's, like, a character I think I'm like, mean, catch me up, catch me yeah, up. Yeah, like, I'm like, am I supposed to know who he is? And he'd be like, no. <laughs> like, not this one. You're fine. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really good. Like, Bob Odenkirk is yeah. phenomenal. So He was really in that movie nobody that came out last year i'd recommend it it was good 
It was like John was Wick-esque level violence, but like oh, with really? a family dad. I did not hear about situation. that. Yeah, it was good. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a great actor. Yeah. Really, really good. He's yeah. enjoyable. The whole plot is quite um, nice. So I rewatched, speaking of rewatching, mm-hmm. um, I rewatched The Lost Boys last night, which okay. is a movie that came out, I think it's in 87, um, which is like a vampire, like a teen 80s vampire <laughs> okay. movie. It has definitely a strange tone. It's very gory, much gorier than I remember. Um, and you just have to suspend disbelief in terms of like how the teenagers are behaving and all of that Absolutely. Kind of stuff. That's like most teenage shows these days. Yeah, and like some of the CGI and the practical effects. Oh. Not the greatest what that I've ever seen. Again? Sorry, 87. Wait. Okay, so. Yeah. Not, not the greatest, <laughs> but you're talking about, like, teen heartthrobs of the 80s, like Jason Patrick, Kiefer Sutherland, mm-hmm. like, both of the Corys, Haim and Feldman. Oh, goodness. Um, and then it, I forgot that Diane Weiss plays the mother, and I love Diane Weiss <laughs> from, like, Law and Order, from Footloose, from everything. So it was just, and, like, this is what I was noticing with my friend yesterday when we were watching it. I said to him, like, some of the stuff looks really 80s, and you're like, oh, it's yeah. really 80s. Yeah. But then you look at the clothes, and you're like, that could be on the street now. Like it's that level, it's, you know what? Um, it's coming back. I know it's it was. Just a cycle, it was you super know? wild to me, and I was like, okay, like I could see that. I could <laughs> like, see that. I could see that. that. Yeah, like oh, something that, that no, is funny. But like, I bet ninety percent of the fashion, I'd be like, okay, I, I could see this. I think that's just what people do. They watch old movies. They're like, bring that back. Yeah, <laughs> it's time to bring that it's back. Like, why not bring it back? Bring it back. So what have you been listening to? H three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was watching it. I had it on this morning because. What day is today? Monday? I'm still watching Friday's episode. I had a busy weekend, so I hadn't finished Friday's episode. Um, and just as I finished, they were just starting to talk about the hurricane that hit um, Florida. So getting onto a little bit of a serious topic, but they were mm-hmm. showing like a lot of footage and and all that stuff from um, hurricane like Ivan. that people posted I on Ian, Ian. <laughs> that people posted on words. Twitter and stuff, and it was yeah. just crazy. So yeah, so that's what I was watching. So, so they do, like, not to say it's news, because it's not news by any means, but they do cover, like, you know, yeah. world Big events, events, that yeah. kind of thing. So, um, I actually started listening to Simu Liu's uh, book, We Were Dreamers. So oh. he plays Shang-Chi mm-hmm. um, with Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, I think yeah. it was called. I really liked that movie a lot, mm-hmm. um, and it's one that I've rewatched. It's a Marvel movie, in case yeah. anyone is not familiar. <laughs> it came out a year ago September yeah um very good he's he's a Canadian actor he seems like a nice guy he does sound very nice on he seems his, like a nice guy uh, book as does well. he read it too yep so he's nice. read, he reads it so he talks about um I'm just at the earlier part of his life so I'm about a third of the way through mm-hmm. but he talks about how his parents sort of came to Canada and he was left behind in China with mm-hmm. his grandparents because they were trying to like establish yeah for sure. life and then they came to get him and as a four-year-old, I think he was four or five, he didn't really understand that he was, like, leaving his grandparents because he didn't really know his parents oh, now, yeah. right? Because he had grown up with his grandparents. And so just talking about his early life, his parent expectations, um, it starts the little, like, forward of the book. Mm-hmm. Basically chronicles the day that he found out that he was going to be in Shang-Chi yeah. and sort of what that meant for him in terms of a realization of this dream yeah that his parents had and and though they don't he he presents it as though they don't really understand his affinity <laughs> for like acting yeah. or what it means in the grander sense he felt that sense of, of accomplishment for like his family and the struggles mm-hmm. that they had That'd be and so hard. 
I love how he reads it. He sounds very conversational. He doesn't really sound like he's reading it. Mm-hmm. It's not a staccato type of So he's just telling narration. you yeah. his memories type of and thing. And he just, he, he's just done a really good job with his book. I think this is one that I wouldn't read normally. Yeah. Um, I definitely would recommend the, listening to it audiobook. because you have that, you know, sense of connection because he's yeah. reading it to you. Um, but I would definitely recommend it. I'm, I'm enjoying it for sure. That does sound, I, I don't know if I ever watched the movie. I heard a lot about it. Yeah. Um, and good things too. Um, you're not really a Marvel person though. No, really. not overly. Um, but it was nice to see even just like different cultures, like yeah. kind of represented in such a big franchise such as Marvel. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. It did take probably a little too long. Was it a long movie? No, no, no. Oh, I mean, the, oh like, you mean like having that the cultural happen? representation in well, the same yeah. way that it took, I think, too long for like back Black Panther to come. That's on what the I was scene. just gonna say. Yeah. Um, but they they're good movies, and mm-hmm. he's so I likable. I against the movies. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll watch a Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, if I'm but on a flight or something, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm not, like, going to the theater to watch yeah. the new one, right? But if it comes up, if it's, like, free, I'll watch it, yeah. maybe. But I, I don't know. And but like, I like him. This is part person. of that, like, parasocial relationship again. So it's, like, that intimacy of having him, like, read you <laughs> and tell you his story. Yeah. But now I just, like, I only want good things for him. Exactly. And so he's Canadian. So he's you know, Canadian. We, we gotta... And, like, he just seems so excited to, like, be where he is. Yeah. And, like, so Did thankful and grateful. Did he have, and... like, any other bigger roles He before? was in that Kim's Convenience, that CBC show that yes, was airing okay. at a similar time to Schitt's Creek, which I think was a little bit overshadowed, yeah. maybe, by Dan Levy. But, um, like, I mean, both shows, I've watched both. They're both very enjoyable, like, mm-hmm. family-centered kind of shows. Yeah. And, like, definitely more of a comedy, the Kim's Convenience. But I find him to be very charismatic. I can see why he got a yeah. lead in, like, a <laughs> Shang-Chi-level production. Yeah. And, well, that's good like, there's going to be a sequel, I'm pretty sure. Oh, nice. So, and he's, like, part of the next phase of, like, the Avengers. So. Yeah. I just, I, now I just want good things cool. for him because he seems super likable. I know. It was so <laughs> weird because, like, did, have you ever watched, like, Selling Sunset on Netflix? I've like, a little about, bit, yeah. Because he comes on the show as, like, prospective buyer of a house. Does he? Yes, but I don't know if he is actually, I would love to ask him if he actually bought the house or if yeah. it was just, like, for the show. Yeah. But, yeah, he, like, comes on and, Scripted and reality. Because there's, like, Chriselle, yeah. one of the realtors. And she's like, oh, this is my my good friend, like, Simu. And I was like, are you? Like, are you good friends? Or is he just here? See, now I want to know everything. I know. It's like, did he? I want to know. Is he living in the house? (laughs) It was a nice house. Well, I'm sure it was. But, like, I need to know now. I think it'll be good. I I don't know. I like him. It'll be good. We love him. Listen to it. We love. Listen to all of our things that we mentioned today. We love podcasts. And we love doing this. So drop us a line. What are your favorite podcasts? We're um, on the lookout. Obviously ours. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> without saying. <laughs> like, you don't have to add us to the list. I'll understand well, if you, it, because. Or we'll just assume that it's on exactly. the list. Yeah. yeah. If you, so don't don't add it. You don't have to. Unless you really want us to know. But then yeah. that's fine. I'll just assume. But then that's fine. <laughs> I just know it in my heart. We, we too. Yeah. And yeah, thank you all for listening today. And that's it. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Easy peasy. Bye. Bye.